Peter Parker. She wants to say it back. <laughs> Fun Peter Parker. Welcome back to another episode, installment, season two of the On J podcast. I'm your co-host Jeremiah. I'm your co-host Orlando. Hope everyone's having a good day, good night. Hope everyone enjoyed the movie. What'd you think? Like, what, what, what would you? What's your rating? You're, I know you're a, you're a diehard fan, so I'm curious to hear. Oh, uh, out of ten? Uh, yeah, yeah, out of ten. A hundred out of ten. Okay. The movie was amazing, amazing, mm-hmm. out of this world, incredible. It was it? I mean, it brought everything together. Do you think? Do you think we could talk about? Honestly, no. I mean, people it, people I mean, will probably get out. mad at us. This is coming out Tuesday, though. So if you haven't seen it by Tuesday, then I mean, is that if all? If you false? haven't seen it by Tuesday, it probably already got spoiled, honestly. Oh, easily. But yeah, um, I thought it was great. Villains were great. Electro was, I don't know, something about Electro. That's just, he's like one of my favorite villains. He was solid. Is he actually um, one of your favorite villains or is it because he was black? As that you you really had to do that. You really I'm said that. Just saying. You really. I ain't gonna lie. You know, just just because. Is it because it was Jamie Fox? Just just because you're a part of the minority spectrum with me, I let that slide. Okay. I let that slide. I'm just saying. I don't have. I don't have any Puerto Rican silver villains to to root for. I mean. I mean, what? I don't. I don't even have a Puerto Rican superhero. Why? Why? Why, super why, why you got to bring the race into it though? I'm just saying. Like I, I want to say why from I you. did it, but I can't say from it you. Spoiling something. From you, that's that's interesting. No, I, there's a reason, but if I say the reason, I'm gonna spoil something in the movie. So what? You think my favorite Spider-Man is Miles Morales? Is no, that, no, no. Think about it. Think about it. What happened in the movie, bro? There was something that happened in the movie, and that's why I said it. Are you talking about what his conversation with Tom? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. You you trying to use that as a pass, but no, it no, ain't no, gonna slide me. Fir- that's literally the first thing that came to my mind when you said that. But yeah, I thought it was tremendous. I mean, all right, we'll we'll definitely talk about it a little bit more in the next episode, just yeah, to sure, give people. Episode. I mean, I'm watching yeah. that movie three, four, five, ten, fifteen times. But yeah. Uh, so lots happened. So what we got first on the agenda? I mean, obviously, you already know we were going to start with COVID. It's this whole COVID mess, you know, the NBA is in health and safety protocols right now. So I Tell me about it. We need, we need to start with that. And the thousands and thousands and thousands of players that are in health and safety that's not, protocols. That's not, that's not funny, but that's not funny, but uh, I mean, it's true, I mean to think about like all the players, but like all the superstars that are in protocols right now, like Giannis, uh, Katie, Harden, even Kyrie, who's who was there. There's reports, we'll get into that later, but about the optimism about him returning. And then he just entered protocols a couple of days ago. I don't think I've ever, 
I didn't think I would live to see this day, like a whole pandemic. Like not only like we're seeing the pandemic, but we're seeing it like affect. I'm seeing it affect things I love, like basketball, or whether it's you know people you may know or whatever. Like it's just affecting every aspect of life, really, for me. It's crazy because I thought we were we were over the whole health and safety protocols, and then right. Thanksgiving happened. And then, like, everybody got it. Everybody. Was that because of the bubble? Like, you thought it was over because of the bubble? Or? I mean, I, I, when I say I mean it was over, I meant, I mean, over us and we'll probably get like a few that are, right. I guess, stuck in health and safety protocols, but I never thought it'd be this bad. Cause we've, we've gone through a whole entire season. Like, last season, we went through the whole season perfectly fine, as, you know, as, as fine as we could get with, with the condition. Right, right. So I just thought we were going to progress forward from that. And in a sense, it didn't seem like we went forward. In a sense, it looks like we went backwards. It's very interesting you say that, though, because last season, I don't remember it being this bad. But then also, I think they were taking a lot more precautions since it was was it it was the first season after the bubble, right? Um, if I'm yep. correct. Yeah. So it was the first season after the bubble. So you thought of so, of course, they were going to make sure that there's no hiccups, no, no no reason to create another bubble so maybe you think maybe the nba kind of relaxed on those protocols and maybe Probably. decided like you know hey we're in the clear for a little bit but then COVID's like gotcha bitch like no nah. yeah maybe i think i think they relaxed they got way too relaxed and then after after thanksgiving they were probably like we should we should probably start testing people now that it's you know people have been traveling for thanksgiving and then boom Everybody, everybody had it. Everybody had it. That's true. I think another I think another aspect of this COVID situation is like I think it's kind of sort of karma too. Cause the way that they did Kyrie, which I still think is like just terribly they just did him wrong. And then now like and it's funny that you know there's reports of him eyeing a return and then you know all the superstars are out and there's outbreaks with multiple teams. You know, you even had the Bulls. Uh, they had like 10 players out. Levine, uh, I think uh, DeRozan was part of that. Uh, it was a few it was a few players that was a part of that. And, and then you even had the Kings, nine players, even the coach got positive. They had to shut down practice, shut down the whole facility. So maybe this is also like could be, I think, I think it really is just karma. Cause it's like you didn't want Kyrie to play, cause he was unvaccinated. I mean, which is his human right. He doesn't like he shouldn't have to do something he doesn't want to do. But then now you gotta suffer, and then maybe you're suffering the wrath of that decision. You're 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 really thinking very deeply into um why all this COVID happened, huh? The Umar would be proud. Okay. Okay, it, it's it's also crazy to think about it. It all started with the Bulls this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bulls were kind of like that one team that had the whole big infection, and then it just sprinkled on to everybody else from there. Yep, exactly. From, now the Bulls, like you said, the Kings, the coaches, everybody's infected. It's crazy. Like the other day, I was watching a um a Magic versus Nets game. I put that game on. And I'm like, who are you? Who are you? 
who are you? <sighs> I spent most of the time Googling who these players were and <laughs> watching the game, bro. Bro, like, I think... I mean, there are some negatives, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I remember you told me, uh, like, you were like, this is bad for the game. Like, just all the protocols and the players being out and everything. But then it's like, you also get some G-leaguers who probably would have never got who probably would have never got a chance at an NBA game. You know what I mean? Like, how many of those Magic, even your, even your team, I mentioned the Bulls and the Kings, but I didn't even mention the Magic, who had to, uh, you know, who were suffered from a few of their players being in protocol. Like, how, how would you say, like, like, would any of those, like, who, how many of those players do you think that y'all called up would have actually ended up contributing in the NBA game without COVID. <laughs> like be honest. Um, it's a good question. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. I don't in, and, mm-hmm. in a sense, I didn't pay too much attention. At least when I was watching like my magic, I didn't pay too much attention to the G Leaguers. I right. paid more attention to like the actual people who I knew in my starting right. lineup. Um Wagner still played. Um, you know, he went crazy. Mm-hmm. Robin Lopez was dropping 20, 20 points out here, you know, going back to his prime. Um, but it, it it gave it gave G League some opportunity, but it also gave like some end end of the bench, end of your rotation players kind of like some more confidence uh-huh. and some more touches. Um, at least right. for me in the magic, um, Okiki was really struggling. And now since everybody was gone and now he we put him in that starting lineup. He was he got his rhythm back. He he dropped 18 sure. points last time. So it's like sure. kind of it gives the the rotational players who you know probably get like what five minutes a game sometimes and now they're getting more kind of to get in that rhythm. It may be long long term that could that could be beneficial for these teams. Exactly. You never know. Like, you know, confidence, you know, all all a player really needs is opportunity. You know what I mean? And then they get that opportunity and then that's those confidence and then so on and so forth. They may make them a better player in the long run so we'll see how this how these covid i don't even know what to call it it's not i want i don't want to call it shenanigans but covid outbreaks outbreaks see how the nba handles it and everything how do you feel like i know you saw the reports of like Kyrie possibly playing again you know i mean how did you what were your what was your first reaction when you saw that um first reactions was wow they're actually gonna do it um and it's mainly i'm looking at it mainly from i understand they kind of have to do it because everybody's everybody's you know in protocol so they have nobody but at the beginning of the season the the owners of the nets um they were so like Kyrie's not playing we don't want a part-time player he's either gonna be full-time or he's not playing and then this happened, and it's like, oh, okay, okay, we'll take you part time. There ain't, there ain't no <laughs> issue here. <laughs> Not for real though. I think. Do you think? Do you think he actually caved in and like got the shot? You you know what's actually interesting. Mm-hmm. So, he didn't cave in and got the shot. He's. They said he's coming back as a part-time player, so he's still not playing home games. So ah, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. However, there was a report, and I'm still trying to figure out if this is true and how the heck this is possible. They said Kyrie's not against 
getting vaccinated, he's against the current vaccines that we have out. They said they're they're trying to make a a vegan vaccine. And Kyrie said if that comes out, he's getting that vaccine. Uh, that's that's breaking news. I, I doubt that I doubt I didn't even know. You just broke some breaking news, man. I just I, I just heard it and I was like, like what? That, how do you how do you make a vegan vaccine? I'm still stuck that's, on that. Like, how is that possible? My my take on vegan is like I think because like uh I was having this conversation with my uncle and he was telling me about vegan cologne and he's like he's basically like it's basically cologne but they don't test it on animals so I'm guessing they don't test the vaccine on animals like the vegan vaccine on animals interesting or it must it must be or it must be deeper than that it's got to be deeper than that though. interesting. So I ain't, I I ain't no scientist, so I have no idea. Oh right? yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't finna, you know what I mean. Talk about stuff we don't know about, but yeah, yeah, we, I we ain't scientists out here. I had no idea that the vegan vaccine was an actual possibility, though. That's, that's very. That's interesting. what they said. I don't know if it's a true possibility or it's people, you know, saying stuff right. just to say stuff sometimes. Right. So we'll see. But it it it, it really caught me off guard to for him to be like, I'm not against the vaccine. I'm just against our current vaccine. Though. I'll take the vegan one perfectly fine. It's like must, how how do you make a vaccine vegan? He must know he must know something that the regular public doesn't. Maybe. I don't know. All I know is when I seen that that IG story of him with his basketball sneakers, I I, I thought, you know, I thought I was gonna see him the next day, bro. I I, oh, yeah, I got yeah, like the NBA is gonna let him just walk on the next day to play. <laughs> I thought I thought I was gonna see him the next day, bro. I, I got so excited, man. But then, but also when I did when I did see that report, I was like, "Oh, Kyrie's coming back," and I thought it was gonna be full Kyrie. And then it was like right. the the staff is gonna have Kyrie back as a part time player. I'm like, wow. I wish I could get paid thirty million to be a part time employee. I mean, the, the team could use him though. You know, with how I don't think this is like the current team that they have now and for them to continue to be like number one in the east i don't think long term that this can be like a thing this can be like a realistic long-term option for them i think they could really use like Kyrie's services and just i mean it's Kyrie. he's probably like a top 10 player in the league if you if you ask me so if anybody anybody in the league would kill to have him so it's always great to have our superstars back in action that's true and then to, to think about like the the nets don't have that many people on their roster as, as oh, it is man. and then for them to all have covid i think like i said last game i was a whole bunch of g-leaguers i knew like what patty mills blake griffin who passed you know his his peak age cam thomas who was a rookie and then that's it so then it's kind of like they they need I Kyrie think- and I think they just got Claxton back too. I think they just got a uh, nickel. Yeah, the Nicholas Claxton. Yeah, I think he just came back. Like just came back. That'll be good. So, yeah, they they they're running low. If they do get Kyrie, it's kind of like uh-huh. Kyrie. Kyrie saved their season. You know the the player who's not vaccinated saved the whole season for them. Was that the title of this episode? Was that the title? 
I'm rocking with it. Kyrie. On the, okay, the unvaccinated the player saves the season. <laughs> okay, that's the title. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, it's a lot that needs to be done for sure in order for just in order for the NBA to continue on because it's not looking good at all. But with uh, these protocols, we get to see some familiar faces as well. You know, Isaiah Thomas just signed with the Lakers. You know, a 10-day con- I mean, it's a 10-day contract, but hey, you know, it's Isaiah Thomas. It's always been worked for. And I actually, uh, I got to watch his, um, he had like a documentary, like, you know, one of those day in the life things. And it was basically like talking about how, you know, how there's just the experience of him just being, how the experience of him just being off for so long being waived and you know how he worked out for the three teams over the this last summer and then uh they still didn't sign him or whatever and he just kept and he kept his same routine though like anybody i'm sure like you will have some people that's like they don't get signed or you know the team chooses not to pick them up and then they just like no forget this i'm just gonna you know retire or get it or go play overseas or something but uh he you know and he had gd golfers of course that, as we know, but you know, he's signed like now. Nah, I'm an NBA player. Look at him now, you know, signed with the Lakers. I think, yeah, first game back, he dropped 19 points. Uh, he had 19 points last game, he had 13, so he still shows that he could score. He's a proven scorer in the league, and it's just it's great to see players like that, you know, come back into the league. He had he had 19 points and he led the Lakers in scoring too. Very important I mean, to point out. He just first game back and he led the whole entire team in scoring. Like, come on now. Come on now. That's it. First G League game, he needed like he only needed one G League game. What do you uh he had 40, 42, eight, eight assists, six rebounds? Like, come on. And he's not even above six feet and he's getting all those rebounds and stuff in the stat sheet like that. Like, come on. You Isaiah, can't be Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas. I'm I'm glad Isaiah Thomas got you know, a, a contract. I'm also a little, a little scared that I was with the Lakers because last time he was with the Lakers, it didn't go so, too well. So true. it's like, I don't want the Lakers to, you know, start. You know, they, they they're already doing bad, and if they continue to do bad, they always find someone to blame it on. I don't want it. They sign, they sign Isaiah, and then they continue doing bad. And I'll be like, oh, it's Isaiah's fault. Yeah. You know. I hope I hope that's not why they signed him. <laughs> I hope, I hope that's not why. I hope that's not why, but I mean, I mean, I think he could be a very va- valid him and Melo as like a having that as like a one-two punch coming off the bench, like scoring wise. I mean, that's I, that'll give you. I think that'll give the Lakers a couple good options, you know, just to add some lineup, some flexibility to some of their lineups. True. Um, but for the Lakers, I think what the Lakers desperately need more now is defense. I don't know about the defense on that team. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Isaiah on any other team, it'll, it'll be amazing enough. Like that six man, just pure score off the bench. That, that's naturally what he is. Don't, don't expect him to play defense because it's Isaiah, but he will give you, he'll give you buckets. As many buckets as well. he'll give it to you. Yeah, but it's, it's great to see him back in the league where he belongs, for sure. 
Yeah. And that was that was that was kind of like the first stepping stone into, you know, many, many of these G Leaguers coming over, signing these 10 day contracts. And with it happening like over and over again, and so many people getting caught with COVID, um, the NBA started, you know, talking to the player association, trying to figure out ways what they could do to kind of control the situation. Cause the NBA is not going to stop the season. There's too much right. money on the line. There, there's no way they're going to stop the season with so much money on the line. So then I think they, they ended up, they ended up deciding, I think they're going to do more testing. They're going to increase the testing. Cause apparently they weren't testing enough last time. So now, now they're going to start testing, especially during Christmas and new year. Um, but most importantly, now they're requiring everybody to sign a replacement player for every player on their staff that tested positive for COVID. And that's interesting. With with these new signed players, most of them are gonna be like a 10-day hardship contract, whatever it's called. Right. Um, they're not gonna count against like the salary cap or like the luxury tax or anything. So, like for those teams hmm. who, you know, like for example, the Nets. They have a, they have KD on a max, Harden on a max, Kyrie on a max. You know, like right. their whole salary stuck on three players. So signing those G leaguers isn't gonna impact the the salary and then the owner. Because I think before this rule was happened, they signed players for the minimum, and they said it was gonna cost them like five million dollars in taxes for the owner. Right, right, right. So that's not gonna happen anymore. I mean, if you're the NBA, though, like, what other option do you have? Because, you know, say there is a COVID outbreak, you either you either going to postpone the game or you're going to try to sign up or you're either going to try to call up a whole bunch of G players last minute, which is probably most likely, like, I think the Sixers tried to do that, uh, their game Sunday, I believe. I forgot who they were playing Sunday, but they had to postpone it because uh, they had no players and then they found out last minute that, you know, players weren't going to be able to play and they couldn't call up anybody like within, you know, hours or whatever, however much time it was. I think it was it was definitely less than a day, though. So it was so last minute that, they, you know, they had to cancel the game. So it's like, what other options do you have? It's great that, they, you know, they create another option, because if not, then we, you would you would just see a whole bunch of just postponed games back to back. Yeah, and then they, they took they took a while to postpone those games too. It was like you could yep. you could see that the NBA that was trying everything in their power not to postpone the games. It was like that's too much money. I don't want to postpone that game right now. Yeah, you got like you got to think about it. it's a lot of factors. Like you got fans, you got to refund the money to fans. You gotta like you could have had like somebody could have played somebody like a company could have paid for an ad during that game, like during during a halftime show or during a timeout break. And then you gotta give maybe you gotta give that money back or I don't know how that's how that work how that works with contracts, but it's so many different factors to and you got probably you probably even gotta pay the workers that were supposed to pay that were supposed to work that game. Like you probably still gotta pay them or something has to give. It's a lot. That's true. You you bring a lot of a lot of points to mind. Um like for example, if you if you were a worker, do you are you still getting yeah. paid for that game or it's like, like you're are paid you? being delayed to the like the next game? Like, yo, like my baby mama on my neck. Like I like like come on. Like Christmas it's, coming up. I gotta buy presents. Like what do you it's true? What do you want me to do? 
for my presents. Like, if you're, on, if I got five you're, kids. Like maybe, maybe, maybe so. Maybe for us, for fans, I took a day off work today just to see this game, and then got postponed. Come on now. Come on now. I saved. I saved like, all my money. I saved all my money to see KD, and I'm over here seeing some random G maker. Where's my severance pay? I need my severance pay right now. Is KD gonna gonna pay for my like check? I remember that happened one time. There was an NBA player. Uh, he like um paid the salary. I don't I don't remember who it was, but he like paid the salary. I think something happened. I think it was COVID or something, and he like paid the salary of all the the arena workers like within his home arena. I think it was a New Orleans. It was a Pelicans player. I forgot who it was, but oh, yeah. I. Zion, it was Zion, right? Was it Zion? Was, I don't know. I just said Zion. I don't know. Said Pelicans. That's the first thing. Oh, oh, Zion. Six to eight weeks. Jeez. But um, was it Zion? I'm not sure. But yeah, that happened before. And like a player, you know, he kind of paid the salaries of some of the workers and stuff. But yeah, I don't. I remember. I think um, I think Mark Cuban did that for the Mavs. I think he mm. ended up still paying his his staff members. Maybe it wasn't a player. Yes, maybe it was him. Yes, cause but I thought that was real cool. Just you know, recognize tough times. But you think the NBA like thought about these decisions like before the season started? Like had meetings with the MBPA or like before you know you know within the summer just to think of you know like what if possibilities. You know what I mean? Mm, I don't. I don't even think they thought about it. Too. If they would have thought this would have happened, no I feel like. They they probably would have like did more testing earlier before you know. Yeah, I feel sure. like they didn't they didn't do any testing until after Thanksgiving, and that's why all of this happened. Mm, that's true. I think weren't they so getting much. like game day testing back last season? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're still doing that. When this season I mean, started, I think they they said they were gonna pick it up, but then I think they were only gonna do that. But see, I remember because remember last episode we touched on it a little bit uh, about the NBA about the NBA wanting to increase testing, but I think that was for unvaccinated players though, right? That's true. I believe so because I think that's what he said. Yeah, I think the rule was they were going to increase testing for players who were unvaccinated, and then that was supposed to be like a reason for them to you know want to get vaccinated. So then now, so then maybe. Like the the players that so maybe they were just focused on the unvaccinated instead of focusing on you know everybody and then that could be a contributing factor to all the outbreaks. That's true. I think I think another report now that we're talking about this, like you said, they were they were only gonna test the um the unvaccinated, and I think mm-hmm. um because once I think once you have the um the vaccine, you can still right. get COVID. But the thing is, you won't get like severe COVID. Like it won't be like you need to go to the hospital and stuff. Right. And right. They re- right. Right. They, they reported that a lot of the players who did get COVID, who had the vaccines, most of them had like zero sim- symptoms. Yeah, like, like they, mild symptoms. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they, they they felt completely fine, like they could do anything. And I think there was now again, I don't know how true this is. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. I'd be scrolling through Twitter and seeing something. <laughs> Twitter's not the most re- uh, the most reliable source sometimes, <laughs> unless it's you know Walt or Shams, but um, or Spider Man spoilers. Yeah, um, but there was there was talks about maybe letting those players still play, 
if they have okay. if they if they have no symptoms, but at the same time, it's like they could have no symptoms, but they could still like you know pass it on. So it made no sense why that could happen. That would just create Armageddon all over again. That's that's a that that's a bubble. You asking for a bubble at that point. You really are. another another thing I do want to see is mm-hmm. no more no more front row courtside fans. Really? I okay. It's just if a fan if a fan is that close, you know, sometimes they're mm-hmm. inbounding the ball and there's a fan literally right behind you. That's like easy for a fan to like, you know, if the fan has COVID, get give the player COVID. That's true. I think like I know I know I know the courtside seats are you know very expensive, so they need that money. But honestly, is it really worth it? Like I, I want them to push the fans a little bit back to kind of like right. and stuff. Especially if you're looking at games now, a lot of fans don't have don't have a mask on. Oh yeah, mask. Yeah. That's true. I didn't even think about that. That's I mean, yeah, but I don't know, front row seats. That's such such an important aspect. Then we then we won't be able to get front receipts. That's fine. We have multiple multiple years of growing the ONJ podcast. <laughs> we'll be season ticket holders for every single year. I agree though. I think you know that could help save the players a lot. But I don't know. That's tough. I mean, I think they're doing that right now because I've seen that uh, at the. I was watching like a YouTuber. He was like, a, there was a like he was doing like a blog or whatever. And his first, like the first row, I think he was at the Bucks game, and the first row seemed empty. So maybe they're starting to implement that uh, a bit just to protect the players at all costs. But I think if you don't, I think the the best way to protect the players was to just was the bubble really. And I think what will solve all of this, to be honest, bro, is just a lockdown. Just a whole lockdown. It's not. It's not happening. There's no way it's happening. Like everybody, like I don't know what country this was. I don't know if it was true or not, or if it was just a report. But like, literally, just army people or whatever the the government officials would just deliver meals to the door. Everybody just chill at the crib, and then you would just wait to see if you got COVID. Then, you know what I mean, you could go and get go and get treated for it or treat yourself or isolate yourself or whatever. And then if you don't, you just stay in the crib, wait maybe a month or a week and then see and then see how that goes. You know, theoretically, mm-hmm. it, it um it would have been sense if we actually did like a, a, a real lockdown. Yeah, like I, I don't it might be a little too is it is it too late though? Cause like it's, so it's, much because we've all we've already kind of like adapted to life kind of we're still kind of in the middle of the pandemic but it's kind of towards like maybe we're maybe like three quarters through the pandemic probably knock on wood but like you know what i mean i think is, is it too late I, I i don't think it's a matter of if it's too late i think it's a matter of people just aren't gonna be okay with right. a full lockdown yeah You're i right. think when this whole thing started it kind of turned into like a political agenda with a lot of people of you know you're not gonna take away my rights of you know, you're not gonna have me locked up in the house. I don't care right. about COVID. Or some people are even saying it was fake, you know, when this whole thing first started when we wanted to go to the like original lockdown. 
Yeah, I'm not even cuffed yet, so I can't. I definitely can't be in a lockdown, bro. <laughs> I'm, I, I can't do it. I can't lock can't do it. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. It can't happen. It can't, it can't do it. Can't stop. Won't stop. Can't All right. Stop. <laughs> won't stop. Oh man! All right. <laughs> back to the NBA's. Um, back COVID to the NBA. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, a bubble a bubble's not happening either because oh yeah, I don't think they so, want to do that, especially the players having to uh, leave away from their family. Bro, players, bro, players are not going back to a bubble, bro. Bro, they gonna they gonna lemon pepper loo that that thing the whole time, bro. They are gonna go wherever they want. They're gonna be like, yo, like we're we're grown men, like I could I could leave if I want to. They're they're not doing another bubble. I I just don't see that happening. I don't care how much money you give. Them. 30 mil. Crazy. 30 million. A lot has to be done, though. I mean, I like the replacement rule. You know what I mean? Give G League players a chance to play, to, you know what I mean? To get a chance at the NBA that they may have never gotten. So that's something to look forward to instead of just canceling games. And then, you know, we're left with no basketball. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Here's, an, here's an interesting thing that I just thought about it, right? Because, you know, I'm here and I'm looking at the date, at today's date, and I realize in Saturday, pretty sure it's Saturday, it's going to be Christmas. Oh, yes, it is. The NBA's biggest event is those Christmas games that they have. Mm. Now, with everybody getting COVID, we're going to have Christmas games that is going to be headlined by G-leaguers. Think about it. You don't, you don't think you don't think nobody will be back by then? Would they be back by then? Well, I don't know. I don't know if KD's I don't think KD's gonna be back. Well, he's they said 10 days. They say they say the normal thing is 10 days, but you don't know how a person's gonna recover. It may take longer. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah, you're right. I think you're right. You may have. It's gonna be a lot of stars missing for sure. Exactly. And you you know you know how, how hyped those Christmas games are. Oh man. What? And for them just not to have the biggest stars, yeah, it's gonna be like that's that's gonna be tough. I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna have a big impact. I, they need they really need to remake. I mean, I know it's gonna be tough with protocols, they they really need to remake that commercial somehow, some way. Like, maybe feature some of the new stars, like Luca, like Luca, Ja, like maybe have Luca, Ja, Giannis, you it's, know, what. What? First of all, I think if I remember, if we're talking, we're talking about that shooting Jingle Balls commercial, right? Yes, 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 yes. You think Giannis is gonna have the accuracy to, to hit those three pointers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I think. Hey, uh, who was in that thing? It was Derrick Rose, right? Derrick Rose ain't the best shooter, you know what I mean? But he'll, he'll. Well, he's a way better shooter than Giannis, but exactly, but, exactly. Uh, unless unless I mean, we put Giannis, if you remember at the end. They kind of like uh-huh. threw it to LeBron, and then LeBron like slammed it down. Unless Giannis is just for that but frame. Even LeBron was in that commercial, right? And he and he's not the the greatest. That was three that, point shooter. That was prime. Uh-huh. LeBron. That was prime LeBron. That was like prime he LeBron right. when the the man was shooting threes. He actually was defending for his life. You know, it, <laughs> LeBron doesn't defend anymore. But in his prime, he used to defend, bro. Give, not give, getting dunked give on prime by Kobe LeBron White. Some credit. 
You're right. You're right. I'll give him that. But yeah, I mean, he's not the. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about him as a player. I'm talking about him just as a shooter. You know what I mean? I don't think he's great. You know, we have Giannis, Luca, Ja, Yochik. You know what I mean? Maybe even Ben Simmons. Like, you know, you can have just a, a whole lot of. Just, it's a whole lot of players you can add. You know what I mean? To recreate that commercial. I, like that, that, that moment in time was just, oh man. I, I thought that was the greatest commercial I've ever seen. Like, I'm it was not, crazy. I'm not- I'm not gonna let you slide Ben Simmons in there. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, the man who hasn't played and has never shot a three. Like... I didn't say Ben Simmons. You I said, I said, uh, yeah. What's the next topic? <laughs> <laughs> you know, since since we're on, you know, that was that was a great a great commercial. I do agree. That's that's my favorite. Uh, my second favorite commercial. NBA commercial ever. What's your first? Kobe Bryant. Come on now. Kobe and Kanye. Ah, oh, I, I, that's elite. That one's elite. That was that was the best. That was the that best ever. Elite. Uh, it's the best ever. That one. Um, but since that that is that is an amazing commercial, they definitely should do it again. I don't think they've ever so, made a commercial as good as that one. Um, true. you know that that's going down in the history books. But the the key thing about that commercial was three point. You know they were they were hitting the the bells when they were shooting those three pointers, and just recently, Steph Curry, that's became, crazy, became the the all time leader in three pointers made. Your segues are elite, sir. Amazing. Your segues are elite, sir. It was great. I'm I'm happy you broke the record. You know, I think this definitely solidifies him and i'm sure like anybody would agree with me i think this gotta solidify him as the second greatest shooter of all time oh i mean there's God. no question like you can't question it now to break a record like that the first in the in the amount of games that he did like he only did it in around like under 800 games you know what i mean and you know ray allen had 1300 reggie miller had 1300 you know what i mean and I didn't even notice. I was looking at the list. I didn't even know James Harden was fourth on the list and three pointers made. So that's something I'll, I'll get. I'll, that's the question I'm gonna ask you after I finish talking about Curry. But I mean, this definitely solidifies him as the second greatest shooter. I mean, and then for for the two guys that you beat to be there, like for Reggie Miller and Ray Allen to be there courtside. And then for them to just, you know, for you to be able to take a picture with you and then for them to just gift you a jersey with the number that you broke, with the record that you broke. I mean, can't nothing nothing compare to that. And then, you know, you got pieces being made in your honor of your record. Like, hats off to Curry. You know, he's 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 up there. First of all, um, the disrespect by saying second, um, he is the the greatest, the greatest. Um, shooter. How's it disrespect? Is he's the greatest shooter? Yeah, it'll, it'll be disrespectful to Clay if I said he's the greatest. Clay, Clay's not the greatest. I'm sorry to tell you, but it's not Clay. No. It's Curry. Dudes just forgot. All right. Well, he's. I was hoping I to would, see him Christmas. Uh, huh? I but, would give you more credit if at least you said Ray Allen, but Clay. Clay. No, it's Clay. Curry. I'm gonna go with it. There's a reason Curry broke the record. 
and I did some statistics too. You know what I mean? You know, oh within the God, amount of games, with the with the amount of games, with the amount of games that Clay has played, compared to the amount of games Curry has played, Curry Clay was shooting better than Curry at the amount at the like amount of time that he was. I mean, at the like with the amount of games that he played, he was shooting better than Curry. Now Clay literally has it's wide gonna be open tough. shots. What's your point? There's a if his percentage is better, it's because he literally gets easier shots than Curry. Curry gets double, triple. Curry has if Curry's gonna shoot the ball, all five men on the court run to try to block him. It's, but but, um, Curry's career percentage is better than Clay's right now. I mean, and that's because of course that's because you know he's taking a a great number of more shots than um Clay. But I think. I just I got I gotta see, and it's gonna to be tough though because you know Clay's missed two years you know of basketball. I I, I okay of, okay we're not here to talk two, about Clay we're here to nine, talk about no, Curry. No. Curry Curry broke the record not Clay I don't care um Curry's the greatest shooter ever he broke the record for a reason we're gonna talk about Curry not Clay okay I need I need I need this whole argument to stop I'm tired of it bro I'm tired of it. <laughs> It's been it's been like four four four. It's gonna be like eternity years of us. Every episode we have the same argument, bro. Like it's not gonna happen, bro. Curry Curry broke the record for one reason, and it's because he is the better shooter. Okay, he is the better shooter. Curry Curry. Okay, Stephen Wendell Curry. What said his whole government? Oh my gosh. Oh. Curry oh. is the best shooter. Anyway, oh, back to my back to my thoughts because oh, I, I, I ain't about to have you try to overshadow this great accomplishment. Um, saw, I know you saw Del Curry there. Flex. Oh, oh, we'll get to that. Don't worry, we will get to that. We will get to that. Um, about Curry. Um, you know, it was it was something that was always gonna happen. Him beating this record. Um, we kind mm-hmm. of all saw it as soon as he entered that, you know, prime MVP. The amount of that man was shooting that a whole bunch of three pointers, so it was gonna happen. But I think the the most important thing was that, you know, when you look at it, first of all, he did it in the garden. Elite, elite, and then when you kind of look at the trajectory of when he got there, it took him like. When people said he was close, and then he was he was kind of like he he couldn't hit the shots. And I remember um a game against the 76ers, and he they thought he was gonna beat the record there, and he didn't beat the record. And then Joel and Bean was like, Yeah, he's not doing this on my floor. So I mean think of the pressure, just the pressure mentally on Curry of him being so close, but also Mm -hmm. the, the pressure of because you're so close. You're gonna have the whole team on you because they don't want you to break that record then and there. That was inevitable. Yeah, I think it, I think it was really just about who he broke it against. You know, what I mean, like you said with MB, like yo, it, it's not gonna be me. I don't care. You know, what I mean, I'm gonna be like whoever he breaks the record on, and it's crazy that it was in Madison Square Garden. I mean, he's had so many good games there his whole career. So and it's and what people say is like one of the tougher, you know, venues to play in in basketball. Period. College, college, high school, like uh, NBA, whatever. 
So for him to, you know, do that at such a stage like that, I mean, it's only it's only right. You know what I mean? It's only right. Now, do you think so were Reggie, were Reggie and um and Ray Allen, were they at the game? Were they at the game before this one? You think? I don't know. Like, cause I wonder if like they travel. I wonder if they travel to every game. Cause the game uh they played uh what was that? The Knicks, I believe. No, no, not the Knicks. Uh, the Pacers. When they were playing the Pacers, he wasn't able to break it. He was close, but uh, he didn't. He wasn't able to break it. I wonder if they were at that game too. And that would have been lit if he could have did against the Pacers, where Reggie Miller like broke the records and stuff, and where he created like I mean he was third all time, but still like for for him to break it in front of Re- in Reggie's house, I think that would have been cool. So I wonder if they were at that game too, or if they like just knew that it was going to be against the Knicks. You know? The NBA probably flew them to every game just to have that moment. Mm, true. That's true. That's true. And then, yeah, and then I, think- I don't... Like, I, I was looking at some of the videos mm-hmm. and it kind of looked like um, Reggie Miller, you know, was excited, very happy for Curry. Oh, yeah. But then you looked at right. Ray Allen and Ray Allen was like... Oh, he really beat my record. Like he, he, he was happy, but then he was like, he didn't. He kind of like didn't want his record to be beaten. It kind of looked like. All right now, I don't know if it's a, if if it was truly that or if Ray Allen just has one of those mean faces all the time, like True. people have. I mean, maybe if Ray Allen had the, you know, what I mean, because Ray Allen was mostly like a catch a shoot kind of guy. No, I mean he could put the ball on the floor every now and then, but like. Most like towards the latter of his career, he was mostly like you know catch and shoot. So it it would have been kind of tougher to you know for him to you know get such a number as Curry. And Curry's, I mean, he's not in his prime, but he's still kind of is Curry still in his prime? I mean, Curry's the way he's been playing. He's 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 an MVP <laughs> discussion, bro. He's still in his prime technically. Like. It's crazy. He's, he's still he's still thirty three. I mean, as it's, you're supposed to be like past your prime or slowly leaving it, but he still seems to be in it. So that's still crazy that you know he's still balling. It's such a he's still shooting at a very high clip, he and has, he's probably gonna be MVP. The, yeah, he has one of those games that's gonna age perfectly well. Like he could be probably forty and still continue going, just because his game relies on shooting and not like athleticism. All right. Like, you know, if you, these players that rely on this love says in their career kind of, like, end very quickly and their primes end very quickly because the older you get, you more lose it. But you kind of don't lose that you shooting with touch. The Zion. You, yeah, Zion. I, you don't lose that shooting touch the older you get. So Yeah, that's true. That's something stays with you forever. Yeah. Now, I got a question for you. So I, I brought up Harden a little bit. I wanted to wait till we both talked about Curry. A little bit and talked about his record. So, do you feel that Harden has a chance at breaking that record? All right. Now, Harden. Now, yes, he's playing with KD right now. You know, Kyrie's supposed to come back and everything. And Harden's still relatively. I mean, he's a year younger than Curry. He's thirty-two right now. So, I mean, in your eyes, does he have a chance at breaking it? Does he? No. Really? Okay. No. If Curry, if Curry has the record now and he's right. only a year older, Oof. that 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 one small year is not gonna help Harden get beat that record. 
especially when he right. hasn't beaten Reggie or um, Ray Allen. So I don't think he's. I don't think he has a chance. Yeah. However, I, I do think long term, I do think the record will be broken by somebody. Ooh. Okay. The reason I say this is because Curry has changed the game so much that now yeah. if you if you look at younger basketball players, they're more focused on shooting the three-point ball. They're focused on being right. elite three-point shooters. So I so I think there will become there will come somebody who who was influenced by Curry so much and he mm-hmm. will just come in and then do what Curry's is doing but from the beginning of his career. Okay. I see what you mean. Which could help yeah. him, you know, beat the record. So I've said that I've seen that like in, in videos, uh like with basketball coaches and like high school players and everything. They kind of like well, players are talking about like how we'll talk about how the good that Curry's doing to the point where like he's changing the game. You know, he's he's stretching the floor, like he's allowing for like threes worth more than two. So, you know, more threes means more points and all that good stuff. But then you also have those play those people, those coaches or those basketball fans that's like, you know, you have players players don't want to drive in no more. Every player thinks they're curry. So they think that, you know, they could just shoot, shoot, shoot. And then that's gonna win the game. You know what I mean? Or get them that offer or get them, you know, into the league or G League or overseas, wherever. But sometimes, you know, it's just you gotta it's gotta be in you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. It just I just I just somebody somebody will break it and it's all because, gonna be because of curry. And I don't think they'll they might have the fundamentals, but it'll be something where like, you know, it's right. It's where the game is moving. Yeah, I, I think if somebody breaks it, they have to have that same skill set. They have to be a shot creator. Like, you know what I mean? Like, with, uh, like, especially now in today's game, like, there isn't, I don't think there's really a lot of room for someone to make 2000, what is it? 2009-74? To make 2,974 threes off catch and shoot. I don't think that's going to be tangible like off a regular season now uh has there ever i don't know i can't think of it off the top of my head but do you has there ever been a season where two three-point records have been broken and in regards to three-pointers made no i don't think i've because i don't think i've seen that okay funny being james harden has 2509 threes made. Reggie Miller has 2,563 made. So James Harden is literally 51 threes away from breaking Reggie Miller's record. So that will have to be history. It will have to be. Interesting. So does James Harden break that record this year? If, I mean, if, yeah, it's if, it, that's great. COVID- and the strip clubs don't keep him away from the court. It's possible. <laughs> this man said COVID and strip club. That's crazy. I thought you were gonna say little baby. Not that too. Who you, who you think he's in the strip clubs with? <laughs> oh man! Shout out! No, nah, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna shout her <laughs> out. But I'm I mean, back the train up. But um, I think uh. We um yeah I think it's a great record for uh, you know Curry you know 
well deserved. You know what I mean? And I mean, he's only going to add to it. I mean, he's still the way he's playing right now. There's, there's no way that you know he doesn't make more. He doesn't continue continue on the stretch. I won't be surprised if he gets to like. I mean, he's easily going to get to three thousand, but I mean, I don't know thirty five hundred or. I'll see if he can see how close he gets to four thousand. I mean, we'll see. You know what I mean? Um, I also wanted to add on to how I said that I think like someone's gonna break that record in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something important to look at is that somebody, whoever does break the record, that will come into the league that has already, you know, it's already fit for kind of like that three-point shooting skill set. Curry, when he came into the league, the league wasn't like that. So he was kind of like the guy that had to revolutionize and get the league there. And then when... That's true. So they'll come into a league that's already fit for their skill set. And then if you think about, like... Ray Allen, Ray Allen was way ahead of his time with his three point. Mm. Imagine if Ray Allen played in today's league. Ray Ray Allen would have been that record would have been like double. Oh, he would annihilate it. He would annihilate it easily. Yeah. With the amount of spacing they have right now, like it's like you barely even have to like set screens for shooters anymore. Like just the amount, it's just all all the all it takes really is good ball movement. You know what I mean? And and you'll get the shot that you want. So it's insane. It really is, though. It is. It is. I, I think that was important to talk about. I agree, though. I think Ray Allen would definitely kill in this league right now. Yeah. He would. He would. He was ahead of his time. Uh, he really was ahead of his time. Oh, man. Easily. Easily. Um, but but um, a little bit back now um, to James Harden and his strip clubs. How how about Del, how about Del Curry, bro? Del Curry, I mean, you know what I mean, what they say, starting like my daddy, you know what I mean. I mean, you got your son, you know what I mean. He gets the record, and then you know you get the flex on your ex. Like, come on, you get the stunt. What they, what Ray Shimmer said, starting on my ex. Like, come on now, got the three little, you know what I mean. He got you know those guys three. I don't know members, whatever you want to call them. You know what I mean? I would, I would, I would ask Sonya to join. Like Sonya, I would ask Sonya. Yo, Sonya, can you take this picture real quick? You know what I mean? Like, what if she did take the picture, bro? What if she? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, what, what do you want me to do? You know what I mean? Like. I don't know what they had. I don't know what happened. Report says she cheated. I don't. I mean, you, you can't believe everything you read, though. So we don't, we don't know both sides of the story. But I mean, it it, it was a great night for for the Currys. I see. It was, it, was, the, it was a great night. It was a great night. Well, for man. a father, it was a great night for a father and a son. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like they said, bro, Curry, Curry was shooting on the court. Dell was shooting off the court. <laughs> Oh, that's a clip. That's a clip. Oh, man. That's a clip. That is a clip. He was shooting. And he was he was scoring, bro. He was shooting and he was scoring. <laughs> how, how, old is Del? how old is he? Like what? In the and Dale, old as hell, boy. Dale got to be in the 60s or man. 70s, man. He's, 60s, well, no, nah, I don't know about 70s. No, nah, I don't know yeah. about He ain't that old, but... He probably in his late fifties, early sixties. Who knows? The man was 
He was he was scoring, bro. He yeah. had he had what did he had three, bro? He he had one more than he could hold, bro. Just saying, bro. Yeah, that they'll keep the clip on him at all times, bro. At, at all, all times. times, bro. At all, all times. times. All times, bro. Oh man, shout out to the Currys, man. Shout out so to inspirational. So it's inspirational. Great moment. great moment for for the Curry family. Great moment. I wish Seth was there to experience. Yeah, you you don't know what he was doing at the crib, bro. That's crazy. He was probably all right. All right. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Moving that's on enough with Curry. That's enough of that. <laughs> with Curry, you know, Curry broke this record, right? And a big yes. part of Curry breaking this record was the coaching. Okay. He, the the way Kerr came in and remade that whole entire coaching scheme to fit Curry really helped him. And that genius has now led Steph Kerr, Steve Kerr, to be the new coach for Team USA. Um, I mean, great hire. I think I was kind of surprised because I thought like Greg Popovich would have been there for longer. You know, I thought he was. I thought he signed to be on for longer. But I remember you said uh, you told me that like he was only there for like two years. He had like a two year contract. Is that what you said? Right, something like that. If I remember, yeah. Yeah. So like he had a short term contract. So, but I mean, if anybody other, if to have anybody other. Then Greg, I mean Greg Popovich, I mean Steve Kerr, you can't go wrong with that. Like you just said, you know he uh, pretty much just created a dynasty. You know what I mean? And you can't really say that for too many coaches. You know what I mean? In today's game, he just created a dynasty. You know, created a, a new way of playing. You know, he, ch- he changed changed around a whole, just changed around a whole, a whole system, or just you know for the words no. And just implemented it so fast, and create and his turnover rate in regards to like success, like into like how a team was doing before, and then just for them to turn them into just a championship winning team, just like that, you know, that's just take skill. And and why wouldn't you want to have a guy like that, you know, coaching the best players in the world, you know, uh, basketball? So, I mean, I see a great. I lo- I love the hire. I'm curious. I mean. I, I can't really think of any other options. I mean, there are definitely other options, you know, maybe, you know, Doc Rivers, you know, or maybe, you know, Clint Snyder. <laughs> Why the face? Definitely not Doc Rivers, bro. The, the, the dude who blew two, three, one leads with two different teams, bro, definitely not going to be teaching Team USA. Hmm. Maybe Doc Rivers or Ty Lue or Quinn Snyder, maybe one of those guys, but, um, yeah, I mean, I you can't be mad at Steve Kerr though. He's he's done a lot with the Warriors. He's, Steve Kerr has has the resume. He's, he's won titles with legendary teams when he was a player. You know, um, he he's won with the Phil Jackson Bulls, who won oh. seventy two and ten. He's Crazy. won with Greg Popovich's Spurs. Then he came over to become a coach. Won more rings as a coach, beat the record that when he he beat the Bulls record, he was a player on the Bulls, 73 and 10, decided to be a coach, mm-hmm. and then got 72, 73 and 9 with his team. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. that, that resume is just keeps stacking up to his great accomplishment, his 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 knowledge of the game. So I think you know, him being the coach for team USA is, is you know, it's it's amazing because you saw what he did for the Warriors. 
And you know, so he could he's gonna what do that. Did <laughs> what didn't he do for them? Like really, you think about it. Man, I think that was a great point. I was just about to bring that up. You took the words right out of my mouth. Like to win as a coach and a player, like to win, to have, to have, to break, to break your the team that you played for, to break that, and you were an important part of that team as well. You know what I mean? Like you weren't playing like no garbage minutes. So to break that team, to break your team's record, and then to coach your team to to breaking that record. I mean, uh, how can you not reward that? Yeah, Steve Kerr, congrats for being on Team USA. It was a great selection, in my opinion. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. So, Jeremiah. So, Orlando. A few episodes ago, you know, we discussed um, way too early, way too early season predictions. Mm -hmm. And you had a very interesting finals prediction. You had you had the Lakers versus the Pacers. And now we just, you know, we we found out that the Pacers want to blow everything up. Hmm. Your thoughts? I mean, you know, we as humans, you know, we I think, you know, we think we're gonna be right like 100 percent of the time, but you know, it's part of human nature. You know, we're not going to be right. You know, that's part of being human. You know what I mean? That's just a part of growing, you know, evolution. You know, the theory of Darwin, you know, in regards to the dinosaurs, you know, and how they, you know, just evolved, you know, into human beings, you know, homo sapiens, as they as they called them. Wait, 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 wait. You know I mean? Did you just say, you know I mean? did you just say how the dinosaurs evolved to human beings? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, I think, you know, we we as a society you need to pay attention to Darwin's theories and he was trying to warn us, you know, that you're not always gonna be right all the time, you know. What okay, I mean? bro, and, you're not right, you know, but what's ever, your opinion on the paces blowing it up? But I think you know they have a chance. Like I said, uh in that episode, I said all they need to do is trade Miles Turner, you know what I mean, and, and they'll be fine. You know, what I mean puts the bonus at the four at the five. You know, you have a playmaking, you have a playmaking five, you know, who's tough, you know, who's a guy you could play through. Now, I watch a lot of their games. Um, well, not a lot, but I, I watch a couple of their games. And what I notice a lot is they play a lot through Sabonis. So judging by that, I think that they need to build a team around him. He's a definitely a cornerstone piece. You know what I mean? Now, him and Brogdon, they can work. It's a possibility. So maybe if you trade away, I'm still on the same take. If you if you trade away Turner, I think, you know, your your problems can be solved. And you get you like a solid, you know, wing player or veteran wing player. You know, there's a few you can get out there. And I think there's some there's some guys you can get out there. Maybe if you could trade, I think like a, ooh, it's a lot of players I could think of that come to mind. But maybe, well, nah, that wouldn't work because they haven't beat. I was going to say Tobias, but. You know, they already have a center, but I think to, a guy like Tobias would be perfect for that situation. Like a low-key wing player that's a veteran, but he could score as well. So I think a guy like that would be tremendous, but um, I'm really surprised that they're blowing it up. I mean, you are right. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I, I said this team has had seasons and seasons of mediocrity, and it was time to finally blow it up. And I am, I am glad 
and I am happy that they've decided they want to blow it up. Crazy. Now, I hope they do a complete blow up and just trade everybody on this team away and start fresh, get as many assets as you, as you can. Um, I kind of feel like knowing the Pacers, they're going to do something stupid and trade like two or three pieces away and then pretend like they could still be be okay. Um, cause I think the biggest pieces that they said, at least, at least when the report came out, it was like, if I remember it, it was like Levert, um, Miles Turner and Sabonis were kind of like the main ones that they mentioned. So I hope, I hope it's not that they're just going to trade those three players and keep everybody else. I hope it's like a full trade everybody. Mm. What? So you mean Brock, trade Brogdon too? Trade everybody on this team. Oh wow! Everybody. Oh, oh wow! Everybody. Because I was thinking it could possibly be like a cover up. You know what I mean? So like, because really, I think the only player that that like needs to go is Turner. You know what I mean? So you don't want to like be like we want to get rid of Turner only. So we get rid of you know what I mean? You get rid of um, you know, just you just get rid of Turner and then you keep you know Sabonis and all those guys, but. I mean, that would be tough to blow it up because I think you have potential. I think the team has potential. Blow it up. (laughs) Blow it up. I do not care. It's been like four, five seasons of the same thing. They're always one piece away or they're always like one healthy player away. Like, no, just restart, bro. It's that healthy part. Trade everybody, tank, get get a good first overall. Tank. I mean, yeah, you know, you can't you can't go wrong with that. But yeah, I think uh, I mean you got till February, you know, deadline uh doesn't end till February 10th. So we'll see uh if they actually do end up trading away the whole team, like if they were actually serious. And that was interesting how they didn't include Brogdon in that in that whole, you know, tweet or in that whole statement from the team. So they must be really high on, you know, what Brogdon can do for that franchise. Trade him away. I do not care how hot they are on him. If you're if you're thinking about trading Sabonis, trade the whole entire team away. I don't care. I don't care. Trade the whole team. Yes, away. Man. Like, restart. You, so you restart. You just fed up. You want it? Brogdon's like what? Twenty nine. Uh, that's a good. He was old. Yeah, he was an older. He was an old player. I think he came in when he was like 23, 24. So yeah, you ain't was, building around yeah, him. So he's like, send be... him to a contender. Wow. Yeah. Yes, he he's twenty nine. See, send him to a contender, bro. Like you're not building around him at this point. That's true. Dang, I, I be forgetting he's old. I'm thinking he's oh. like a like like Sabonis around Sabonis age, like 25, 26. Nope. Jeesh. Oh man. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, so that's that's very very much news. Um, I can see why you would want to trade away Levert. You know what I mean? Because he's always hurt. But I mean, he's been playing pretty good for them this year. But you know, I think, I think Sabonis is like the perfect guy to build around. Him. I don't see why you would want to trade trade that away, unless you're about to get pieces that you know is going to set you up for a championship. I don't see why you would trade away Sabonis. Pieces, but, pieces that will set them up for the future. Multiple first round picks, multiple young players, stuff like that. All right, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that Pacers debacle. Mm-hmm. 
I just I I really hope they trade everybody away. And now that the Pacers, the 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 one mediocre team is deciding to blow it up, I need the second mediocre team to do the same. And that's the Portland Trailblazers. They literally Ooh. they make one one small move every year, and they think they're gonna contend. Like no, you got Larry Nance Jr. isn't gonna make you contend, bro. Like figure that's out what you're gonna do with that team. I think they have like another. It's kind of like obvious. That's why, like, I was saying with Turner, I think, like, CJ McCollum is their Miles Turner in the sense of, like, I think he holds them back. And not because he's a bad player or nothing like that. No, I mean, no, he's a great player. Miles Turner, he's a great rim protector. CJ McCollum, he's a great scorer. He's, he can be a great two guard, you know, and he's a great two guard in the league. But, I mean, just to fit with Dane, like, are you choosing Dane? Are you choosing CJ over Dane? I don't think anybody in their right mind would choose CJ over Dane. But um, I think, yeah, I think he's been their miles turning. I think they should have traded him away. I don't know why they haven't traded him away. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that, that could use him. You know what I mean? So that's that's been very – that's been a very interesting, like, situation as to why he's still there. You know what I mean? Maybe CJ for Simmons. Mm, maybe I mean you know CJ you throw in CJ and maybe like somebody like another role player like a Fernie or Covington or I don't know anybody like that you know you can't give away Covington but you know maybe that trade already wasn't wasn't there like was it wasn't there talks about like Daryl Morey didn't want CJ like he wanted somebody better than CJ that's I don't know who who better you gonna get from the Trailblazers than CJ you're not getting a name no, oh, man. I mean, like he wants, he wants. Oh, like he wants somebody from another team. Anybody? Yeah. He said I he wanted a said... top twenty-five player. So. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is he? T- uh, I got. I got to do a list. I, I don't know if he's top twenty-five. Yeah, if I gotta think about it, then he's probably not. He's probably he's not, not twenty-five. Not 25. <laughs> However, they they say that the Ben Simmons trades are starting to heat up now. Because I guess right. it's past, like, once you sign someone, you have, like, you can't trade them for, like, six, the first 60 days or something, which mm-hmm. that's past. So now more people are open to being traded. So hopefully that's... Simmons gets traded. I'm tired of this Simmons episode, bro. Oh, yeah. He's definitely going to get traded. He's probably going to pull a Trevor reason. You know what I mean? To, like, you know, I'm hurt. You know what I mean? Or... I'm supposed to be taking a break he's, from basketball. He's pulled that all season. What are you talking about? He's pulled that you know all I season. Mean? But, but yeah. And then, you know, you get traded to the heat or something. And then it's like, all of a sudden, you know, your legs are back. You know what I mean? You can play basketball again. Okay, bro. You know I'm, I mean? I'm sorry about the trauma you've had with um, former bro, like, OKC players. Nah, like, that, sh- that stuff is lame, bro. Like, you could play, like, bro. The, the team needed you, bro. The team needs you. We could have used the services, bro. But he 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 didn't want to. Okay, maybe maybe we should just end the episode. Maybe we should just end the season. episode for Jeremiah continues getting his feelings about Trevor Reza. I think the Sixers. I think the Sixers could really use Simmons. I mean, Maxie's been playing well though. I'm not gonna lie. Like Maxie, he has been pretty good for like for him to take that second year jump to what he did. To from where he was last year to this year, and then for him to improve that much, um, I mean, I think he's another reason 
too why like the why the Sixers are kind of like not in a desperate mood to not like desperate to move Simmons you know what I mean but like they're they they're still gonna move him but like how they're not in a rush to move him you know what I mean true I mean Daryl Morey said he's willing to drag this out for four years so oh yeah <laughs> if there's if there's know, a petty that, GM out there is Daryl Morey that had to be an exaggeration, bro. Four years, bro, of just no note of nothing of that distraction he's, to your team. He's in contract for four years. That's insane. But yeah, if I see Simmons play first game after trade it, that's a problem. That's that it's gonna happen. That's exactly that's what's a problem. Happen. That's a problem. We ain't with that Trevor Reza stuff. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for the draw the trauma that has happened with you. It's cool. You good. You good. You good. But speaking of players out, Zion's out. Six to eight more weeks. We talked about we touched on it a little bit. What what are your thoughts? On- it's I like I don't I don't want to talk about Zion anymore, bro. Like Zion's always out, bro. Like the Pelicans front office, like it's the worst front office ever created. Like they're out oh, here saying like don't worry. Oh, man. Don't worry. Zion, Zion is on progress to, to play opening night. And now we're in the middle of December and they're saying he's out for eight more weeks. Like, I'm tired of this, bro. Like, trade Zion away from the Pelicans at this point because this team obviously doesn't know how to handle him. Get a team, bro. That, will get a team that will give Zion a nutritionist so he knows how to keep his weight down, bro. Like, oh, that's true. Do you see those reports? They were like, um, he doesn't, they were like, he doesn't pay attention in film i don't think that's true though i don't seem like i don't seem like that don't seem right but they were like he don't pay attention to film uh or he doesn't be at important team meetings and stuff like that i think they were just talking just to talk though they might be talking just to talk or zion just wants right. to leave this team I mean, like you never know you know what i mean but then like jackson hayes he was like uh people are just you know just at his neck for no reason or some stuff like in response to those reports so We'll see. I hope Zion gets healthy, though. I mean, I hope the NBA he gets miss. healthy. I hope the Pelicans figure out what to do because they have they they haven't handled this situation well at all. Six to eight more weeks. My God. My God. Terrible. Crazy. Terrible handling of the situation by the Pelicans. But yeah. I hope Zion's a generational talent, so I hope he gets back well and healthy. Hopefully, we shall see. I think that's a great way to end it off. That's definitely not a great way to end it off, but we're still gonna end it off. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the greatest podcast ever created, the ONJ podcast. I'm we sorry. appreciate all your support. We appreciate you for always tuning in, always listening. As always, I always mention this. Please make sure to rate us. Comment, subscribe, rate, uh, download, um, everything else. You know, from multiple podcast platforms. Follow us. Everything on everything. Um, you already know we have a Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Corvette, uh, Corvette. Twitch. We're probably gonna, you know, once once the whole once the whole you know um, <laughs> apocalypse of no more PS fives out once. <laughs> Once that ends and we we have new systems, we'll be streaming. For sure, for sure. Um, well, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. We out. Appreciate y'all. We out. <laughs>